Hey, what's up, guys? It's the Zero for Hire podcast, and I am just now getting to record some stuff. It's been quite a weekend. Uh, I I would tell you all about it, but I want to get into some of the news and some of the stuff that I wanted to bring with you and share with you guys this week. Uh, I got a bunch of different segments. I'm going to break them off in a little smaller podcast because there's a lot of different things we can be talking about. But one of these things, it's kind of a two for one story. So let me let me start with the sound of freedom and the sound of freedom. The buzz going around the net is that this movie is if you haven't heard about it, it's it's a movie by Angel Studios. It's been it's been hyped pretty much pretty well before um, before this week. And it's about a guy who saves children from human trafficking, just to put it um, simply. Now, there's a bunch of other stuff that goes on in the movie, but I'm not going to try to give you guys a review or anything like that. I'm just going to uh, go over some of the stuff that I've been seeing online. I wasn't initially going to cover this topic, except it keeps popping up. So, uh, the, the rumor right now is that the movie is outperforming Indiana Jones. Now, depending on who you ask, like one of my favorite podcasters, Derek Hunter, he said that he liked Indiana Jones. Uh, the critical drinker hated Indiana Jones. So it, it, it's really up in the air. I guess you have to see it for yourself or whatever. This isn't a, a, a stab at Indiana Jones or anything. It's just this is the latest Hollywood movie where Angel Studios is a smaller studio. Uh, they are... I want to say like a Mormon company that makes religious Christian films. I'm pretty sure they're a Mormon company. <coughs> and I'm almost certain of it because every really successful religious uh, entity that makes Christian entertainment somehow turns out to be Muslim or not Muslim, Mormon. It's never like a mainstream Christian thing. It's always like, you know, some something like off to the side, like the blaze. They stand up for conservative Christian values, and then Glenn Beck is Mormon, so he's not even really a Christian. Or The Daily Wire, it's like some weird Christian Jewish, or I believe they're Christian Jews, or they're Jews, or whatever, and Ben Shapiro's Jewish, and you know doesn't believe in the deity of Christ, or doesn't believe in Christ as a Messiah, or anything like that, and then all of the Christian conservative, quote-unquote Christian conservative stuff is built on top of that foundation, which is one of the reasons I've always been suspicious of Daily Wire, but I'm getting off track. Angel Studios is another one of those things. Also, like Tuttle Twins. Tuttle Twins is really, really funny kids cartoon from a conservative perspective. It aims to be like a history... You know, let's go back in history and meet the people who did these things. And, and it's cool for the kids. It's still a secular program. Like, it's very much a secular program. There's still a lot of non-biblical type stuff in there. So when, I, when I'm when i finding things for my kids, like I said, my kids watch Redeem TV uh, because it's Christian programming. And uh, the Tuttle Twins is cool. We tolerate it, but like... I just want to throw that out in the forefront here because we keep we keep taking things that are like good enough. Like it's close enough. It's almost Christian, so that's cool. You know, it's close enough. And I just I I, I can't continue on without bringing that stuff up. Like that really bothers me. But 
this movie, The Sound of Freedom, about child sex trafficking is outperforming Indiana Jones. Now, in an earlier episode of this podcast, I was saying how I don't like talking about human trafficking because we never talk about the people who are on the customer side of human trafficking getting caught. The kidnappers who are stealing children. We, we never hear about them getting caught. We never hear about them going to prison. We never hear about high-power lawyers, high-power doctors, high-power politicians, religious figures, um, state leaders, things like that. We never hear about these people, business owners and just random freaky guys. There, Like I said, there was that TikTok going around about the guy who tapped into the server and got all the IP addresses of people who were downloading the kiddie porn and wanted the FBI to go after him and the FBI went after him instead. And that's the culture that we live in. So then when a movie comes out about this commando going after human traffickers and rescuing kids, everybody collectively said, yes, please, because we want to see some justice, even if it's only on the silver screen. We want to see some kind of justice when it comes to this topic. At least you would think so. Because... Let me let me read some things. Uh, I got I got a bunch of screenshots, really. So this is how you know that I wasn't even planning on making this a topic. I just saw one thing, and then I made a screenshot, and then I saw another thing, and then I made a screenshot, and it just it just, it, the, the ball keeps going. So there's this there's this thing. It's it's a meme, I guess, and it's a collection of headlines, and it says, "This is what covering for child sex trafficking looks like." These are extremely small. Let me see if I can blow them up. The Washington Post, The Sound of Freedom is a box office hit whose star embraces QAnon. Rolling Stone, The Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. Wow. And then it says, The QAnon something something, it's too small to read. Media Matters for America. Jim... I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry, dude. Pushes a QAnon in a bizarre media blitz with anti-trafficking movie. This is how the news chooses to cover this movie. The Guardian. The Sound of Freedom. The QAnon-adjacent thriller, Seducing America. Jezebel. The Sound of Freedom is an anti-trafficking fantasy fit for QAnon. Now, <coughs> let's do a little real t- real-time experiment here. I'm just going to go ahead and do a split screen real quick. And we are going to open up my Brave browser. And then we're just going to one by one type in the name of these publications. And then we're also going to type in cuties. And we're going to see what they had to say about the movie Cuties. So let's start with the Washington Post. Washington Post, comma, cuties. And then we're just going to give that a minute to, to populate. Okay. Cuties on Netflix is an unflinching look at... Hold on. These are just the headlines. So I just... I'm supposed to... Cuties is an unflinching look at what it means to be a preteen girl. No wonder people can't handle it. This is what Washington Post said about cuties. Post-millennium. Okay, this is what, what you know, articles about what... How do you write articles about another news outlet? Uh, let's go to Jezebel. Jeze- Jezebel. 
So Jezebel Magazine says... What? Oh, here we go. Hilaria Baldwin loses cuties, baby. Wait, what? Okay, I guess they didn't cover the movie Cuties. Maybe I need to put... Maybe I need to put the word movie in there because it seems to be all over the place. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything from Jezebel Magazine. Okay, so I guess they didn't cover it. So it doesn't apply for everything. Uh, the Guardian? The Guardian's pretty popular, right? I'm not going to look for... The Rolling Stone. We already know the Rolling Stone. So let's go for them. I'm just trying to prove a point here. Rolling Stone. Cuties. Here's what Rolling Stone had to say about Cuties. Cuties Review. A coming-of-age movie caught in the culture wars. Here's another he headline. How Cuties is fueling the far right's obsession. Uh-oh. It doesn't give me the... The far right's obsession with pedophilia. The fight against sex trafficking has become politicized and misplaced outrage could be protecting actual child predators. And that, that's, that's how they want to spin cuties. Then, then there's a... It says the cuties director addresses controversy surrounding the next flicks film. So, coming of age, let's see what... Sometimes the link and the actual thing. Thanks to a major marketing mistake, the award-winning French movie has been accused of sexualizing girls. It actually is a sensitive portrait of growing pains that deserves to be seen. So, Rolling Stone, Washington Post, they want you to see cuties. They praised it. I'm not going to go through all of these things. I'm just going to say that the weekend that this movie starts being successful, you have Washington Post, Rolling Stone, Media Matters, and Jezebel you probably never heard of, and The Guardian, major newspapers, attacking this film for being QAnon. That's how they want to spin it. And, you know, it's a dad film for people with brain worms, whatever that means. And this is what the mainstream media thinks about, you know, our desire to see some sort of justice come to light. It's a topic that needs to be talked about. It's a topic that needs to be discussed and that this is what we get. Have you ever heard of We Got This Covered? It's like this millennial um, gossipy BuzzFeed type clickbait article things like about culture and everything. This is one of those big like if you want to get viral with something dumb, you go through We Got This Covered or it's one of those type of man, uh, websites. A conspiracy heavy Disney rejected Wait, a conspiracy-heavy Disney reject has already bought in $10 million ahead of its 4th of July opening. So, it refers to the movie as a conspiracy-heavy Disney reject. So, I guess, like, the part where, like, kids are being kidnapped by high-level important people for sex trafficking, that is a conspiracy um, and that's how they deal with it. If there ever was a trophy for bad choices, Disney will win it fair and square, courtesy of the globally detested decisions, especially its refusal to release films that were whisked away by its competitors and end up ruling the box office. A feature Mouse House's recent creations have been 
struggling to achieve. While Netflix is busy enjoying the roaring success of Nimona, I haven't heard of that one, which was dumped by Walt Disney Studios, post its acquisition 21st Century Fox, The Sound of Freedom, which was produced, which the production company outright refused to release, has already earned $10 million in pre-sales. <coughs> so, seems like they're, you know, treating it okay. But maybe, just maybe in case Disney actually had a valid, rather logical reason for backing out of the project. And then it talks about the director, The Sound of Freedom, has, idle, has been sitting idle on the shelf for five years, thanks to Disney. So, Disney had this movie... <coughs> ready to release and it's been sitting on the shelf for five years its production ramped up wrapped up back in 2018 and it was supposed to be distributed by 21st century fox but then the studio was acquired by disney which promptly shelved the completed film you know this is something that we hear about with christian music and christian artists of all stripes is that these uh Huge secular companies. You say you made it. You finally made it. You got a contract. You got signed by a movie studio. You got signed by a distributor. You got signed by a record company. And then you you got your album done. And it's finally... And then they shelve it. And it never sees the light of day. And that's the decision of the studio. And that's what we keep pushing people to chase after and to go after. Us. Oh, you need to go to Hollywood. Oh, you need to go to Nashville. You need to try to get in with these studios so they can shelve your stuff. And that's what's been happening. This movie's been sitting on the shelf since 2018. <laughs> um, that is really, that's really upsetting. So, okay, so, <coughs> but did Disney really make a mistake in dropping out of The Sound of Freedom? It says, while the, while the house, <coughs> while the mouse house does make questionable choices, its decision to shelf The Sound of Freedom was probably prompted by controversies around the authenticity of its source as the film star concerning ways of choosing to promote the film on his press tour. The Sound of Freedom is set to tell a real-life story of a former agent, Tim Ballard, who quit his job in the Homeland Security and didn't hesitate to risk his life to rescue children from human traffickers. But many investigative reports put glaring question mark on the claims made by Ballard and the celebrity and the credibility of his anti-trafficking organization, Operation Underground Railroad, which has been accused of faking evidences and fabricating statistics of rescues. Okay, so there's a link here. There's a little bit of work that can be done. You know what? I'm going to leave the link to for for this article in our chat so that those that want to follow up can see what what this evidence is that they don't fail to mention in the actual article but they do they do link to it so we'll see what that comes of um so this basically this first argument that's being made is maybe it was okay that they shelved the movie because the company that he represents in the movie is questionable because they padded their numbers like that's the accusation being made so don't let the movie come out because the real life organization padded their numbers that's the argument that they're making what's the other what's the next argument then there's the matter of the the actor himself on his press tour we're gonna skip over that part they always put in these jabs best known for or something something um 
Ballard's organization and the lurid conspiracy theory that there are a group of elites out there trafficking and then killing children to obtain a chemical compound known as adrenochrome. That's in the movie? Holy crap. It says that the actor interviews with noted right-wing figures, including Steve Bannon and Scott McKay, hoists a number of concerning QAnon-inflicted red flags. If The Sound of Freedom indeed ends up being a financial success, it's expected to and predicted to be, it might be the second victory Disney volunteer loss while trying to avoid a potential PR nightmare. So it's a PR nightmare, according to this freelance editor, um, because the arguments are, we don't even know if they rescue as many children as they claim they do. And also, they're right-wingers. And also, they believe the QAnon conspiracy theory, quote-unquote, about what happens to the children that are uh, kidnapped. So, never mind the fact that children are being kidnapped by an absurd amount of people, but an absurd number. And never mind the fact that you can just make up any bad guy you want for a movie, anytime. Because you need a bad guy for a movie. So if you make a movie about kidnappers that kidnap kids for the purposes stated in this article, or for the purposes that are actually in the movie, that suits the movie script, why is that a problem? You put out... you I mean, just pluck a random movie out of thin air, and, and you, you have a, a fabricated bad guy with a fabricated plot to do some crap that's not true, that nothing needs to be authenticated, because it's a freaking movie. Like, why are they doing this? So... It says it's it's based on a real a real story, and we all know how those made for TV real stories are completely different than the actual stories. You know, like tight like there's this joke on The Simpsons about how Bart was accused of killing somebody, and then it turned out he was innocent or whatever. But then like the movie studio wanted to buy his story, and it was like the Bart Simpson story, and it was all like how he murdered people and stuff because it's a well known joke. It's a, it's an open secret. This is what movie studios do. Now, if they want to say it didn't really happen like this, that's not even like the argument they're making. They're saying like this movie should. It's just yes. I mean, it's a fine. This is just like that medicine that I was talking about last week. Yes, it's it's a financial success, and yes, people are interested in it. But it's Republican. It's it's right wing. It's QAnon, so we don't like it. You know, it's like come on, dude. <coughs> Like I said, a lot of these people lauded cuties. They make movies like, you know, Requiem for a Dream. They get behind, like, uh, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones, but then they want to poo-poo this. It's like an actual problem that we're having that people are trying to draw attention to. People like Tyson James, which we are going to turn a little bit because I have an article here, or not an article... Where are you at? Here is a tweet by Chandler Trump. By Chandler Crump. Sorry. And not now. And he says, this is my lead in. Artist censorship is taking another level. Conservative artist Tyson James has had nearly his entire music catalog deleted from Spotify and Apple. And then it says, um, Bryson Gray says, wow, they deleted Tyson James' entire catalog. Okay, so here's what happened 
And I don't know if this is, if that, let me look at the date on that one. That one's probably not. No, that was back in April. Yeah, he had to basically start over, which is a huge, like a heart drop moment. But this is, this is why he gets his stuff taken down, because he makes stuff like this. My song taken down. This is, who is this? Nope, nope, that's something else. How the Sound of Freedom, Fact Check, Anti-Trafficking, I done lost the link. Yeah, I guess I lost the link. That's that's embarrassing. I do have the screenshot, though. <coughs> it says, uh, they took my song about child trafficking, about child sex trafficking called Taken off of Instagram and Facebook. And then he says in his comment, in, in his, uh, comment there says don't worry you bunch of pedos i'm dropping a music video for it in two days so this was i don't know when this was his video should be out now or tomorrow it's called taken it's about it was kind of i guess organized to release around the time of this movie tyson james moves really fast so when he decides to drop something it's like boom it, like he moves with the news cycle and so it's it's kind of like a partner like he he's not partnered with the movie but you know it's on the coattails it's on the heels on the trail of this movie that's coming out so they're kind of like a one-two punch but when he put it up it was taken down um it's uh, then i got the, another screenshot here and then I'll, I'll close with this one uh disney owned the rights to the film we just read the article and plan with no plan to release it angel studios bought the rights Took it to Amazon, got turned down. Took it to Netflix, got turned down. Decided to pre-sell tickets and was able to get it in 2,600 theaters and beat out Disney's Indiana Jones on the 4th of July. The film is based on a true story by William Jennings. Indiana Jones' budget was $294 million. The Sound of Freedom's budget was $15 million. Indiana Jones released around 4,600 theaters, so 2,000 more, and The Sound of Freedom was released in 2,600. Indiana Jones, 4th of July collection, 11.5 million. The Sound of Freedom, 14 million. God is working at exposing the darkness and bringing it all to light. And now that you've heard this, oh, I've, I've got one more, a couple more things here. So this is a post it was from Post Militant, but it was like a screenshot, retweet sort of deal from a cross- uh, cross politic. I've been following them on Instagram. I am on Instagram, but it's a private thing. I'm just using it to follow people because I had to get off of Twitter. It's it's really I didn't I wasn't enjoying it anymore. I'll talk about that later. Uh, but their post this is you may not be a pedo Baptist or a, or post mill, but the left is, and that's why they're winning. It's just something to think about. Just something to think about. I'm not pedo Baptist, and I'm not post mill. I'm I'm amill. It's something we can talk about if you want. Um, but they do make a point. You know, the enemy lives as if they are post-mill, and that's why they're winning. A lot a, a lot of people in uh, chats that I've posted about the Tyson James thing are genuinely not interested because he's Tyson James. And this culture that has a spell on people really, I think, has their minds taken it, I think it really has their minds taken and we're losing a lot of our friends and family 
because of political affiliation. You know, so like somebody's willing to put out an article saying it's a good thing Disney chose to lose a bunch of money so that they won't have to be associated with these far right ideas. Here's a fact check. Did Netflix and Amazon refuse to stream The Sound of Freedom? Claim Netflix and Amazon refused to stream the child sex trafficking Sound of Freedom due to its subject matter. Okay, then there's a bunch of ads. Research in progress, <laughs> according to the film's producer, and it just rehashes what I already told you. So there's a fact check in process, and it shows some, some tweets about Angel Studios, and then the TikTok user, which the TikTok is no longer available. So it's going around on social media, and so establishment media feels the need to fact check this, and they got this entire article work like up. Even though, um, even though they didn't have it, all the facts together. Oh, and then here's that, that video with Jim. And it says, during the interview, they emphasized that many of the people were involved in the crime of child sex trafficking in every sector, including politics and Hollywood, and it was an elite problem. And so they dig it back to President Trump and QAnon because everything has to go back to President Trump. They do. They, they trace it back to QAnon, and then they say, "Oh no, President Trump!" And then they like Trump derangement syndrome takes over, and their brains explode. While Netflix and Amazon appear to have pressed passed on the film, we do not know the reasons. So yeah, it's true they've passed, but they don't know why. So I'm gonna leave that link for you guys because that's interesting to pass along. And then um, inside the massive, what is this? Inside a massive anti-trafficking charities blundering overseas missions. Holy crap, Vice News. It says, people on the ground describe disturbingly amateurish operations that could endanger those meant to help. So Vice is in in the smear campaign. Um... This has already gone long enough, so I'm not going to read the Vice article, but I will link this one so that you can decide if it's fair. Uh, what else do I got here for you? That's it. That's all I got on that topic. So, here's the takeaway. Every major studio uh, distributor has passed on the movie. They decided to do pre-sales because Angel Studios is getting pretty big. They were able to... Sell a bunch of tickets, get it in theaters. It's a massive success. According to people who have reviewed the movie, they say that it's not heavily religious. It, it does feel like there are divine appointments or that things are kind of divinely orchestrated, but the movie isn't about God. People who oppose the movie on the left say that it's a religious QAnon film. And... We don't know why anybody passed on it because they're not telling us. They just didn't want this movie to come out. So why anybody would be upset about a movie where a guy is stopping bad guys from human trafficking. I mean, it was fine when it was Liam Neeson on Taken. I guess because he was beating up on like brown people overseas or something. But when it becomes a pol political elites, I guess that's a stretch too far. I don't know what the issue is, man. We're going to, you know, follow the story a little more. And if anything else comes out that's notable, I'll either post it or make another episode about it. And um, that's all I got for you guys today. 
appreciate you listening. Follow me over on zeroforhire.substack.com. Definitely subscribe and listen there if you're not already. And uh, that's going to be the source of where these podcasts come from, as well as a bunch of other stuff. I have a song coming out. August 1st is what it's slated for. The song is called Alone by The Legend of Zero. And I'll have a link to that in Substack. I want you guys to hear it first. Um, I'm thinking about whether or not I need to turn on paid subscriptions so that subscribers can hear it first. Or if there's a way that I could make it where only people who are on Substack can hear it. I don't want to just out there. So if you're a subscri- if you're a Substack subscriber and it's free right now, I'll try to set it up so that you can hear the song before anybody else does. And uh, we got the pre-release set up on Audio Mac, and it should be coming out on Spotify and stuff and Apple. Um, if you go, if you listen to the song, listen to it on iTunes. Download the song on iTunes. Don't don't just stream it. Like download the songs, and it would definitely help me out a lot better. Or come over to Substack and just become a part of the community. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff that I could say, but that I've already let this go on long enough, and I'm just gonna wrap it up here. Okay, bye.